Thank you. Romans 10, 9 and 10. We're going to talk about finances. We're going to talk about money. And I need to ask you a question. You need any? I'm being serious because if you need it, um, we're going to talk about God's way for you to get it and why. Now, it's going to be a lot different than you think it's going to be. It's going to be better than you think it's going to be. And um, so we're going to get started. Now, before we do, we're going to go to Romans 10 because we've been talking about developing great faith. And we have this, this scripture. It says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart God raised from the dead, you'll be saved. The word saved is the Greek word sozo. It means saved, healed, delivered. Uh, from all of the work of the enemy. And we understand that the curse of the law is poverty, sickness, and death. So when you confessed Jesus as Lord, you came out of the kingdom of darkness and he, he has no authority over you at all, not a drop. Now, that means that poverty, sickness, and death are of the devil, all of it. 100% of it is from hell. So I'm gonna ask you a question because we're gonna talk about money. Whose money is it in the earth? Well, it's legally, legally, it's God's. As, am I right? Well, come on, we got to think for a minute. How rich is he? Very rich. Lisa and I, just at noon today, got back from West Palm Beach. We just went down there. It, it, it was our anniversary Friday. We had the funeral. We stayed and did the funeral. We stayed and did church. Usually, we don't get to go anywhere on our anniversary. We're usually pretty busy around church, but we take off usually the Sunday afternoon and take off. We, we chartered a, uh, a guy, took us out fishing, and uh, we caught a few fish, a couple of them trash fish. Lisa caught one, shark got it. Then she caught a shark, and we caught one fish that we could eat, and that's a $500 fish, one fish, $500. So anyway, having said that, we went snorkeling, had a good time. Now, let me ask you a question because um, we, we've got a few people in here that don't mind money. We've got Bruce out there, and I think Willis is out there watching me on the screen, and I don't think either one of them mind having a little bit extra money. Uh, if we could get them to holler a little bit out there, it would be fine with me. There you go. Thank you. Let me, let me ask you all a question because we, we've, got, we've, got to, we've got to talk about this. Have you ever driven down a road in a, in a wealthy area like West Palm? And think about the fact that every house you see costs millions, and there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. You ever notice that nobody ever says anything about it? Thank you for y'all's enthusiasm. And nobody ever gripes about rich people having money. We saw the, we saw the ship going out with Tropicana orange juice and, and all of the stuff. And, and, and when you think about that, and, and that's, just one, that's just one road. Then you come into town and there's, then there's the, the, the $10 million houses instead of the $100 million and the $20 million houses. And there's hundreds of them. And that's just one little area of, of the United States, just one little tiny area. You go to Naples, it's the same thing. You know, $500 million houses. And there's money everywhere. There's money, there's money everywhere. Primarily except in the church. Why is that if God, if the money belongs to God? Well, you all want to know about it? Do, y'all, do you want to know? Because I'm going to tell you this right now. And you, you've got to learn something. You've got to get over the fear of having money. 
You say, I'm not afraid to have money. Well, you, well yeah, yeah, people are because, because most of the time, people who have money are criticized for being crooked. Because a lot of crooked people have money. But there's a lot of people who have money and they're not crooked. The one thing I love about our president is nobody can buy him. I love it. And he don't need your money. And he just go in there and just do what he wants to. And that's, that's good. When Jesus returns, how much, what do you think his house will look like? You can't even imagine it. Well, I guarantee it won't be a shack. And it won't be in downtown Bethlehem unless it's the whole city. Are y'all out there? Did you go home? I think it's time we talked about this in the church. It's time we talked because I can't teach you how to get money if, if, you're, if, if you're afraid of it. And you think that somehow or another it's wrong to have it. And I'm going to get in a minute. I'm going to talk to you about where it came from and why we have this mentality. But before we do, i got a few scriptures to go over. And y'all can get excited anytime you want to because I'm, I'm going to preach until you do. Um, well, I've got to skip that scripture. got to skip that scripture. Go to Psalm 50, verse 11. Psalm 50. I know all the birds of the mountains and the beasts of the field are mine. If I was hungry, I wouldn't tell you. This is God's talking. It says in one translation, the cattle on the thousand hills are mine. Let's look at another one, Psalm 103, 20. Let's pop it on the screen. I don't think that is what I'm looking for, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find it. Let me, let me go to Psalm. No, Psalm 105, 37. Go there. 105, 37. He also brought them, talking about the children of Israel, out with silver and gold, and there was not a feeble among their tribes. Did you know that God made the Egyptians pay them for slavery? Did you know that? Yeah, they came out rich. They came out filthy. They're Jews. Now, let's, let's look at two more because I've got to establish something in your soul. Because if I don't do it, go to Job 42.10. I've got to establish this because if I don't establish it, I, I'm not going to get you to believe God for money. And the Lord restored Job's losses. Now listen, Job was the richest man in the world when he lost everything. You said, well, I'm old Job. I wished you were. Because he got it all back and some. And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends and the Lord gave him twice as much as he had before. Which means that, that the Lord is not a, um, a socialist. Because Job was rich and there were poor people. Now, look at what God did. God restored Job's money. Did God do wrong? No, he didn't do wrong. Then he made him richer. Then he's, he was already the richest man in the earth. The wealthiest man on the planet. Lost everything. And God made him twice as rich. Now, if God made him rich and being rich is wrong, God has sided in with, with, with sin. 
As a matter of fact, I'm going to say something. I want y'all to listen to me. It's a sin to be broke. Because you're no good to anybody. You, you can't help anybody. Poverty is a curse. Now, I didn't say you're a sinner if you're broke. It's just a sin. You, you need to get over it and hate poverty. You need to hate poverty. Because, because the money on the earth, Satan has bottlenecked all the money and he has it all. He's no longer the God of the world. But he has bottlenecked every dime on the planet for himself. See, you, we have a man that moved in next door to me that bought the land for half a million dollars, tore it down and rebuilt it. He owns a honky-tonk. You, you know you would never hear anybody say a word about it. But if I bought it, they'd raise hell. Because I'm a preacher. Now, y'all, let's, let's, we need to get down on this thing. Because, because if there are, the nicest place in town should be the church. Amen. It's usually not. Because of people's mindset about money. I mean, we've had people, we, I had Bob Harrison come to this church once and taught on how to get your finances up. And we had people leave. Mm-hmm. Now, let me say something. They live in a $350,000 house and they left. Let's just get down. Let's just get down here for a minute. If you make more than $30,000, you are in the top 1% richest people on the earth. Don't complain about prosperity. If you're going to do it, then please, by God, get a mud hut. Because by world standards, you're already stinking rich. Thank y'all for y'all's. I'm going I'm to drill you until I get this out of you because I'm not going to. I'm just going to sit here while you look. We're talking about increasing your income. And you're sitting here looking at me like I'm slapping you upside the head. I'm talking about increasing your income. Somebody get excited for just about 30 seconds. The, the, the reason you're broke is you've never commanded the money to come and taken authority over it. It's your money. God did not put the wealth in the earth today for the sinners. One, one more time. Just one, let's go do it. Say it one more. He did not put all of the wealth that's in this earth for the honky-tonk owners the drug, the druggies, and the crooked politicians. He put the money here for you. During the millennial reign, you're going to get your hands on it, but wouldn't you like to have some of that now? Why are you sitting around here waiting until you die and get a social security check? Let's talk about that for a minute. It's your money. They're giving it to you, and if you die, they're keeping the rest of it. It's called hooking and crooking. <laughs> Jesus was not poor. I, I, I want to. I, I want to slap preachers. Jesus had a treasurer. 
You don't need a treasurer unless there's treasure. Somebody was keeping the money and it was Judas. Let me ask you a question. I'm just, Mike, do you have a treasurer? No, sir. Well, it has to be that Jesus had more money than Mike. How about you? You got a treasurer? Willis, you got a treasurer? Do you have one? Not yet. Hey. You can go back to whatever you're doing. Thank you. Now, you got to have money for someone to have a money bag. Why, why did he have money? He's taking care of 12 men and their families. He's Jewish. Oh, thank y'all. When you're a baby and someone comes from two years away, he was two years old when they got to him. Not in that, they, didn't, they didn't come to the, to the manger and there wasn't three of them. It was a caravan. It, just gold, frankincense, and myrrh, three things. Doesn't mean there's three kings. It was a whole stinking caravan of magi. Probably eight, 10, 12, 20, and their servants, and their home, and their children. There was probably hundreds of these guys that showed up and brought him gold. How, what, do you, what do you think gold looks like when you're two? They didn't give him a little coin. They brought him chest. God Almighty, I wish people would read the Bible. I mean, just, just, just. And then frankincense and myrrh, which is, which is priceless. How, what do you think financed Joseph and Mary in Egypt all those years? What do you think started the carpenter shop? Where do you think all that money came from? So then when Judas was stealing money and giving it to the poor, poor people don't give money to the poor. Rich people give money to the poor. So Jesus, what did the house that they ripped the roof off, it was Jesus' house. He moved from Nazareth to Capernaum. It's his house. He owned the house. And morning that Jesus, the Peter came and he's cooking a fish. I don't know where he got it, but he never lacked. He just never lacked for nothing. He just said fish and fish came up and jumped in his arms and he cooked the thing. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> he never had any problems with money. He never had, he took one fish and fed everybody and 5,000 men. And he just, finances were not a problem Amen. ever. And they should not be for you and I. Amen. Whoever controls the money controls the world. So, so who's controlling the world right now? Well, it isn't the church. Should be. Should be. Well, isn't money the root of all evil? No, it's not. The love of money. There's people right now love it and they don't have any. And they're already going to hell for that sin and they're broke. Don't, me, don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good. All right, okay, because I'm, try, I'm trying to get you. Go to 2 Corinthians 9. No, no, go to Genesis 13 too. Let's go look at this one. Let's, look, let's just, I've already hair let Bear Creek. Let's do it. Abram, Abram was what? 
It didn't say he was rich. It did not say he was rich. He didn't have just, well, he's rich. He was stinking rich. Livestock, silver, and gold. He's the richest man in the land. And who, who, who gave it to him? God did it because of a covenant. Right? That's an old covenant. That is not a good covenant. That's the old one that he got rid of because it wasn't very good. See, I got to preach like this to you if I'm ever going to break this mess off you. The world right now is screaming about finances. And I'm, I'm going to start screaming too. Let's come out of the closet. Let's find out, let's find out about money and dollars and, and, and everything else. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. You're a born-again Christian. If you, if you want some finances, and pray about it. Now, I'm going to show you something in a minute because every one of you going, he meets all of my needs. Well, what does 23rd Psalm say? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not what? Want. 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 He didn't say anything about your needs. He said your wants. I just don't need it. Nobody ever said you needed it. What do you want? Come on here. Oh, I'm going to come over here. Thank you. We got one person that wants something. You know, Lisa and I went down to West Palm, and I'm going to tell you what is sweet. We went to a restaurant called um, Captain Charlie's. Oh, my God, the best dolphin I have ever eaten in my entire life. And then I had crab cakes. I think the bill was 70 bucks. Ask me if I care. It's what I wanted. Well, you're a preacher. We need to talk. And I'm not spending your tithes. If that's, you gave that to God. If I depended on you for a paycheck, I would be in trouble. My paycheck comes from my giving and has since the day I got born again. I learned about finances from God. And we're going to get into that in a minute. We're get, and, I, and I hate to say it, we're going to take you home before I'm done, send you out of here before I'm done. Go to 2 Corinthians 9. We're going to talk about what a poverty mentality is. And we're going to talk, well, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. I had one so bad one time. Oh, so bad. And I understand it. So if you're sitting here today and you're having a hard time with this sermon, Trust me, there would be a day I would have had a hard time with it myself. Money itself is not evil, and I'm not after your money. I'm trying to teach you how to get money. If that bothers you, well, then just stay broke. It don't bother me. You stay broke all you want to. You just, if you want to be sick, you can stay sick. Matter of fact, I'll pray for you. If you think cancer is a blessing, I pray you get double cancer. I mean, just think about how stupid people are. Well, this cancer is a blessing. And you go in the hospital to get out of it. If God sent it, then stay home and die. Have you ever been mad? I'm being serious. Surely you ever been mad? When you, see, when you see sickness, it should make you mad. It should anger you. 
Who do you think you are, devil? Who gave you the right? Who gave you the right to put this on me? Who gave you the right to put that on me? Who do you think you are? Now, I don't know how you resist the devil. Some people, they're just sweet with the devil, but that's why he buddies up to you. And let me tell you something. If you don't have enough money, you know, it ought to make you angry. Now, I'm not opposed to the guy next door having a nice house. I'm glad he does. But when I get one, I may not tell y'all. Pastor, I have a new house. Well, so, do y'all understand how tough that is? For someone who preaches the gospel and takes money from old women, absolutely stupid, absolute stupidity. You better by God hope I take your money. Are y'all out there? No, you don't give it to me. I'm not taking it. I'm putting it in the church account like that. Jesus is the head of the church. Let me ask you a question. Which preacher do you think wrote this thing? Well, I certainly didn't. Because if I wrote it, someone owes me royalties. Well, who wrote it? Who's the one that said in here about taking up tithes? God did. So if the, someone has a problem with that, you go take it up with God. The, the Bible has more to say about money than any other subject. And every sinner on this planet believes he's supposed to be rich. And every Christian thinks he's supposed to be rich, but has no idea how to get it. And everybody's supposed to be rich except Benny Hinn. You let him have an airplane and people raise hell. And the mafia has airplanes and no one ever says a word. And the hookers and the whores in Hollywood have airplanes and nobody says a word. Are y'all out there? Did you go home? If you're going to complain about something, you complain about the, about the Italian mob. I, I wish somebody would tell me what Hillary's made in all of her. How, how do you go into politics and come out with... $300 million. And then talk about socialism. Somebody help me with that. That is absolutely ludicrous. Now, I ain't talking about just Hillary. I'm talking about Billy, Obama. I'm talking about what's the other guy's name? What's this? Huh? Biden. What's the, every one of them are filthy, stinking rich. And they want to talk to you about the rich. Oh, so the, Really? Well, let's start with you. I meant, well, I'll tell you. You got some crooked people on the planet. All right, okay. Now, 2 Corinthians 9, I hadn't even started my message yet. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this. Heaven, 2 Corinthians 9, let's look at this. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will reap sparingly. That's you. If you sow sparingly, that's your business. You'll be broke. There's not a farmer on the earth that doesn't have the brains to understand that you don't get a crop without putting seed in the ground. I want to say that one more time. There is not a farmer on this planet that is so stupid that he doesn't understand that the only way you get a crop is putting seed in the ground. I'm going to say that again. 
There's not a farmer on the planet that does not understand the only way to get across with seed in the ground. And Jesus said the whole kingdom of God is as a man sowing seed. Everything in the spirit works exactly like seed, time, and harvest. Everything works that way. So what are you going to plant? A hundred acres and believe for a thousand? I mean, let's, let's just talk about this. Mike goes out and plants a hundred acres of corn. And he comes in the church and said, I'm believing for a thousand acres of corn, Pastor. Oh, he's crazy. He's crazy as a coot. He's not, I don't care. God is not planting your corn for you. I will tell you what he's going to get. A hundred acres of corn. And yet you come into a church and you, you, you read that. If you don't have financial seed in the ground, it ain't coming back. I didn't write the book. I don't have any royalties on this. This is what God told you and I. So you say, well, I want to increase. Well, then increase. Nobody's stopping you. Hallelujah. But he who sows bountifully shall reap bountifully. Let each person give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity. God loves a happy giver. Get happy about it. If you're going to complain, keep your money. God is able to make all grace abound to you. Listen, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have abundance. What's abundance? More than you need. After you've paid all your bills, you go. We still have a lot of money. That's abundance. And you go, well, let's give 1,000 to Israel. We still have a lot. Well, let's give 10,000. We still have a lot. Well, then let's build a new church. Let's build a new building for the church. Well, we still have a lot. That's abundance. I got off on this a little bit when, and, and Melanie knows we were down there fishing. And I'm watching the Tropicana boats go in and out. I wonder how many, I wonder, I wonder how much money is on every Tropicana boat. Because all the cars I saw were either Mercedes, Ferraris. And they're everywhere like flies. Lisa thought it was a vet. I said, that's a horse on that. A horse, it's, that's not a Chevy. It's a Ferrari with a kid in it who's a sinner going to hell. Thank y'all for y'all's enthusiasm. Do y'all understand this? Now I'm gonna get into the fact in a minute that Satan bottlenecks the money and I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna show you why he does it and then I'm gonna show you what to do about it. Y'all ready? Because we're gonna go there. All right. God is able to make all grace abound toward you, having all sufficiency of all things, have an abundance for every good work, as it is written, he's dispersed abroad, and he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed for the sower, that means if you don't have money to give, he'll give you money to give. And bread for food will supply and multiply the seed you've sown and increase the fruit of your righteousness. So that, okay, now go to 1 Timothy 6. Go to 1 Timothy 6. I wanted, this, I wanted the youth to sit in here today. 
because many of them are going to leave church and go chase money and walk away from God like a complete dum-dum. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added to you. But see, the church, the people in the church have had such a poverty mindset that the kids don't want it. You are the ones that have got to repent for being broke-minded. If you don't drive a nice car, your kids don't want to be like you. Ouch. I have a friend that said to me the other day, I have a nice truck, but I fear to drive it because people won't give to my ministry. I said, I wouldn't give to you if you drove an old raggedy truck because you're stupid. He's not stupid, but where do we get this idea? I have another friend that has a BMW. He's in ministry, and he doesn't drive it to church. God blessed him with it, gave it to him, but he's afraid that his offerings go down if Christians saw him in a new car, in a nice car. Lisa and I had a horse one time, and a guy walked up and says, what's it cost to feed it? I'm not going to tell you what I said because I'm more sanctified now. Oh, I, I said, it's none of your business. I own one horse, and you're questioning what it costs to feed it. Are y'all, are y'all listening? Because I'm a pastor. You shouldn't have a horse. I should have a thousand horses. And a hundred thousand acres. Okay. If you divided all the money in the earth up equally, how much money would each of you have? I'm talking socialism. I'm not talking silver, gold, diamonds, or land. I'm talking only cash. You'd have 13.2 million each. So until I get my 13 million, I don't have yours. And then Lisa has her 13.2 million. Justin has his 13.2 million. Are y'all out there or did you go home? There, the world, there's the amount of money out there is crazy incredible. Let me ask y'all another question. Let's just go real deep. Have y'all ever been to Honduras? I think... Betty has. And you're driving down the road and they're harvesting bananas. Have y'all ever seen it? 20, 30, 40, 50 miles of bananas being loaded. You know how many bananas are rotting on the trees? 10 times more than they're harvesting. They just fall off and rot. God made too many bananas. Okay, let's talk about another one. We're just, we're just going to stay here for a little while. How much water is on the earth? Ask Noah. After the flood, where did the water go? It's still here. 
There's no such thing as a water shortage. That's stupid. Rock Springs does not have a valve on it. You go down and you're watering your grass and they'll find you. Because you're pulling water out of the aquifer and God's out there dumping it out for one gator. What kind of a spring just done? God just really doesn't give a rip about your, your code. Boy, I'm a, y'all, I'm a, you're just going to make me preach. There's no such thing as a water shortage. There's just com, com, there's a hundred kabillion billion familiar killion gallons of the junk. Ask the people after a hurricane if there's too much water. They were floating their boats through their houses and everything else. Now, it may not be any in your house, but just pray for it. We got, we got to get there because until you get over lack, there's no pie. There is no pie. See, the world thinks pie. That means we came in here tonight. What is there? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 35, 30, 40. Four pies, 10, 10 slices each. And by God, what would happen if I ate two slices? Somebody in here would throw a fit. Well, let me help y'all with something. When Jesus multiplied the fish, how many pieces of pie were left? There, there, there is no such a thing as lack. That it doesn't exist. There's enough wealth on the earth had Adam and Eve never died. And right now there would be a hundred billion people on the earth and all of them rich. Forever. Is your brain stretched yet? Forever. Hundred billion, forever. We've killed off almost everybody that's ever lived and we've got people that are broke on the earth. Something's wrong. Am I right? Are y'all thinking? And the bananas are rotten on the trees. How many fish do you think one whale eats in a day? They open their mouth and they suck up thousands of them. There's no shortage of fish in the sea. That's all baloney. Y'all should buy rabbits if you think there's such thing as lack. Put two in a cage and come back in an hour. There will be a dozen. A buck rabbit is aggressive. And that's the only word I'll say to y'all Christians. He thinks he's a stud. And he is. If he gets around a doe, he throws her down on the ground. And he slings urine everywhere. Don't even get near a cage. 
And you come back the next day and the cage is full of rabbits. You better empty it if you leave him in there. And then the little bucks coming up, within a month, there's a thousand of them in your yard. Why? Because God has hawks. He's got to feed them. All right, let's go. Let's just go down another road. I mean, I'm just going to go. Hey, we just got to bust. I got to bust this thing. I got to bust it. One apple tree. How many seeds are on, on that tree? How many seeds are in one apple tree? Okay. How many apples are on an apple tree? Hundred? How many seeds there? Thousand? How many trees would a thousand seeds make? Thousand? Five years, thousand trees. How many seeds is that? One million? That's five years. That's just one tree. We pay people to stop farming in this nation because there's too much food. There's never been a lack of food. During the Depression, there was no lack of food. Everybody had a farm. Don't don't start whining about them. They they lost businesses, but nobody went hungry because everybody had chickens and rabbits and cows and pigs. Even in the city. You come down to Popka, I'll guarantee you there was, a, there was milk cows downtown. In people's front yards. Y'all look, y'all look at me like I've lost my mind. It's very possible for every person that's ever lived on the earth to be alive today and be, and be rich. And to be rich forever. Because God did not make the planet with lack. That's a bald-faced, unadulterated lie from hell. That's a lie. It's not true. We don't need to kill people because there's too many. Another lie. Save the planet. Listen, you're not saving this planet. God's going to burn it up. Owls and everything. And your dogs and your chickens too. He's going to burn everything up. And the plastic. and Are y'all out there? All this is all this is satanic. All right. Hallelujah. First Timothy six. First Timothy six seventeen. Command those that are rich in this world, you sorry good for nothing dogs. How dare you? What does it say? Command those who are rich in this present to be not what haughty and don't trust in their money. But in the living God who gives you richly, say richly, richly. say all things, all say things, things. Stuff, stuff to enjoy. Are you serious? We're in church. Oh, I didn't think it was okay to have things. Well, who is, who's things for? Who's golf clubs for? It's for us. Who are airplanes for? I was, I was flying with a guy one day, and we were in a Cessna 172, and I just carried him over to the Bahamas. And we landed in Sanford Airport, and guess who landed next to me? Benny Hinn. And this preacher in my 172 was, was jumping off of the roof and bouncing off the windshield. That is wrong. That is wrong. That is wrong. He was going ballistic that Benny Hinn had an airplane. 
Well, let's use Mark Hankins. Mark Hankins preaches between three and four churches every week. You can't do that in a commercial airplane. The airplanes were made by God for the preachers. They don't belong to Satan. The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. It's your money. Y'all are so exciting to preach to. I'm going to have a conniption fit all by myself just looking at your face. It's your money. You're supposed to own the golf course, Mike. Listen, listen, this may sound crazy to y'all, but, but I've got to get you over a poverty mindset because I can't get you to believe anything until you break out of a poverty mindset. You see, everybody that, that wherever you are in life financially, it's because of the way you think and you were taught to think that way. But rich, why do rich kids have, why, why are Parents that are rich have kids because they give me things. No, they grew up around wealth and it's normal. And poor kids grow up in poverty and that's normal and they stay there. There's no such thing as white privilege. That's a lie. Because what about Italian privilege? What about Jewish privilege? Why is it everybody that obeyed God in the Bible was somehow another privileged? That just takes me off and people be so absolutely stupid. All right. I ain't even got started with my sermon yet. Now I'm gonna read a I'm gonna read something to you. Hallelujah. I'll preach to I'm just gonna preach to me and Shirley. This is a little book put out by Kenneth Hagin, How God Taught Me About Prosperity. And he is the one that started the prosperity cult. Boy, y'all are fun. Bring it on, Pastor. Brother Hagin was out preaching and obeying God. And he was a Baptist preacher. Got filled with the Holy Ghost and got healed. And then God called him out on the road to go preach. And he was mad at God. We're on chapter 3. Because even in the poor condition of the church, he made more money pastoring than he was on the road. And on the road, he just flat broke. All right. He's going to tell you the story of what Jesus told him because he went to God upset. The last church I had, they gave me a parsonage. They didn't pay me much. But at least we ate. Now I'm out working for you. And I'm driving down the road, my car's junk, my tires are bald, I have no money in my pocket, and I'm working for you. He's ticked at God. Now, we're picking up in chapter three. You can read the rest of it yourself. They're a buck. The whole book is a buck. Buy one. Give me 24. And I'll God said to him, you can't believe beyond actual knowledge. And the Lord says, I'll have to correct your theology a little. 
I've been indoctrinated with all this religious thinking and unconsciously I still thought it was wrong to have things. And the Lord said, you go back to the book of beginnings. I knew he was talking about the book of Genesis. And he said, I know you made, he, he said, you know, I made the world and the fullness thereof. Psalm 80, 9, 11. Yes. You know, I made my man, Adam. Yes. You know, in the 50th Psalm, every beast of the forest is mine, the cattle on a thousand hills. Yes. It says in the old Testament that the silver and the gold is the Lord's. Yes, I know that. And he said, it's mine because I'm the creator and I made it. And I turned it over to my man, Adam. And I said, Adam, I give you dominion over all the work of my hands. That's meant Adam had dominion over the cattle of a thousand hills. He has dominion over the world and the fullness thereof. Adam, Adam, the man, Adam, the man, Adam, the man has dominion over God's stuff. The second Adam's name was what? Does he now have dominion over the gold and silver? Yes. yes. Because you can't get the work of God done without it. And you can't believe for it if everybody thinks there's something wrong or if as long as you have just your bills paid, you have more than you need. I gave my man Adam dominion over all the work of my hands. That man Adam had dominion over the cattle. Over the world thereof and all of the silver and the gold. And the Lord says, who do you think I made the cattle of thousand hills for? Do you think I made it for the devil and his crowd? Who has it though? The devil and his crowd. Well, this has got to sink in your head. For my man, Adam, but Satan came along and Adam committed high trees and sold out of the devil. I had never heard anybody preach this. Back in January 1950, this was brand new to me. It was revelation. The Lord continued, Adam originally was the God of this world. He ruled and had dominion over the world. That's the way I planned it. And Adam sold out to Satan. Satan became the God of this world as a second, second Corinthians 4, 4. But he wasn't the God of the world to begin with. And the Lord says, now the world can build a dance hall, a honky-tonk, and a beer joint or a theater, put neon lights over the front of it, dress it up. But if you want to dress up the church, people say, oh, no, I expect my people. This is Jesus talking to Brother Hagin. I expect my people to have the best place to town to meet in. The Lord said, I'm not withholding adequate food, clothing from your children. It's not me. It is the devil, the God of this world doing it. The money you need is down there on the earth. It's not up here in heaven. And I'm not going to rain money down on you from heaven because I don't have any American dollars up here. So what are you going to do? God, I need money. He ain't got any. Not up there. He don't have none up there. He don't have no money up there. Where is it? It's down here. Who has authority over it? You do. It's your money. It's yours. Now you got to get over the, the prosperity cult people getting angry because they don't have any brains either. That's the devil. He does not want you to have it. If you get your hands on it, you're going to use it for God. And he knows it. That's the reason why he attacks the church. No, there's no other institution. Um, 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 Andrew Womack said this. He said, the minute I started prospering, I have never been persecuted by the church greater than anything I've ever done 
But when I started building a campus to train people for the ministry and believe in God for millions of dollars, the church attacked him. That's crazy. Who's behind it? Satan is. Now, let me, let me, let me prove something to y'all. These kids going down the street and all this gold hanging around their neck. You think they're not impressed with money? But I believe they're impressed with money. I'm going to tell you something. If you had some, they would want your God. But they don't want your God. Because the pimp has money. Planned Parenthood has money. Hillary has money. The football players on TV, they got money. Are y'all out there? Did you go home? And they want to be like everybody that has money. But they, by God, don't want to be like no preacher. Whatever happened to double honor? I'm going to tell y'all a secret. I hadn't hit honor yet. And I'm thinking I'm going to anyway. Are y'all okay with that? And I'm not even going to ask you your opinion. I'm just going to believe God and just let, it, let the fur fly. Ha, ha, ha. The Lord said, I'm not withholding adequate food and clothing from your children. And he's not stopping it from the kids overseas either. That's the church's fault. He didn't tell you to send money over there and feed them. He told you to go preach the gospel and teach them how to use their dominion. Oh, my God. There's a village in Mexico that got a hold of the gospel. Mexico. And they started growing gardens, cucumbers, two feet long. Watermelons, four feet across. Pumpkins, big as a Volkswagen. They were feeding their city and Guatemala and about, and the host, one town. Where did that money come from? Every person in that town had a Mercedes. Mexico. No need to give them money. Give them the gospel. Teach them the Bible. God knows how to make fruit, food grow in Mexico. He doesn't need Americans. When I go down to Honduras, the preacher down says, buy me a truck. I said, buy your own. Buy me one. I'm not going to sit there and put up with your junk. You, you obey God, young man, and you'll be rich. There's coffee everywhere out here, son. If I moved to Honduras, I'd be rich. Why? Because I'm American and I'm white. No. Because I'd buy up all of the land around there and I'd grow beans and sell it to Starbucks for twice as much as they're paying. Are y'all out there? Oh, man, somebody, good moment, slap somebody. If you own a business, I dare you to double it. Well, it's hard enough now. That's your fault. Because the Bible says that his yoke is easy and burden light. If you were, if you were obeying God, Abraham, the last time I read, he was sitting in his tent door doing nothing. We 
read he was rich. And he sat down all day and did nothing. Goats make goats. Camels make camels. Sheep make sheep. I'll come over here and preach. You just. What was his name that went down into, into down in, in, and he had all speckled goats and all that? What, what do y'all think the blessing looks like? That means everything you own starts increasing. Y'all want to get local? Let's get local. You think I'm lost my mind? There is a man that decided to honor God. He got on his face and he honored God and he started tithing off of his business. And he refused to open it on Sunday because that's the day you go to church. You go to church on Sunday. And he does five to ten times more business than McDonald's. Does anybody know who that is? Thank you, Chick-fil-A. Poor God. I mean, I wish God knew that. He don't have no sense. What about Four Rivers? Ten times more money a day than all barbecue places. Because he, his number one priority is he honors God. Priority one. Kingdom of God. Ten times the amount of money every day in his business. Ten times. And you can go to the barbecue place right down the street and ain't nobody in it. And when there's barbecue here and there's barbecue there and everybody's down with the guy honoring God. That's local. If you can't, if you just go in Chick-fil-A and just sit there and go, oh, that guy has a lot of business. Two o'clock in the afternoon, two o'clock. No, not noon, not noon, not noon, two. Two o'clock. You can't get in Chick-fil-A. Not the one in, in Mount Dora. You can't get in it. I tried the other day. I tried. I, I did not want to wait one hour. That's her. I don't want to wait an hour when I take Lisa to a restaurant. For a chicken? At two o'clock? And they're not, and they're backed around the corner, and they're backed, and he's got a line on 441. And nobody's in Burger King. Nobody's in, nobody's in Taco Bell. Nobody's in McDonald's. And nobody in any rep except Chick-fil-A. I'm preaching real good. I hope I just, I hope I make you mad. I God, your business ought to be busting at the seams. I mean, it ought to be busting. Jesus got around Peter and filled his boat up from the shore. Fish do not hit a net in the day they can see it. That's why Peter wouldn't throw it out. They, they don't hit a net they can see. And they're not at the shore. So Peter went, well, whatever. Well, it's his fault he threw one net out, almost sunk the boat. In the daytime. That's when Peter repented and said, you're God. Anybody that's that stinking wealthy, you ought to follow him. Are y'all okay? I know I got five minutes and, and I'm, not, I'm not anywhere near done, but Jesus is Lord. All right, listen to what he said, Brother Hagin. 
The money you need is down there on the earth. It's not up here in heaven. I'm not going to rain money on, on you. I don't have American dollars up here, and I don't have $20 bills. If I did, I'd be a counterfeiter. You see, the silver and the gold are down on the earth. I told you in Luke 6.38, given will be given to you, good measure, press down, shame together, running over will cause men, 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 men to give to your bosom. Men, people, people, people will bring it to you. People will bring it to you. It comes from people. Then what should I do? I said, he's right. In the first place, don't ever pray about money again. Claim it. He said, I never heard anybody say that about money in my whole life. It came as a shock to me. Now, he said then, say, Satan, get your hands off my money because Satan's the one keeping it from coming to you, not me. Claim it. It's down there on the earth and Satan has control of most of it because he's, even though he's not the God of the world, it says, therefore, claim it. Therefore, that's where the, that term, name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, church came from. We are a name it, claim it, blab it, grab it church. In case you want to know, when you leave here, you go that name, claim it, blab it, grab it. Yes, yes, I do. We do name it, claim it, and we blab it, and we grab it. Yes, we do. I went fishing the other day. Caught 25 fish. Filled the cooler, slapped to the top, three and a half hours. Again, I didn't see half of them. I have dominion over fish. You said, why only 25? I didn't want to clean any more than that. So I gave six of them to Tiffany. And I cleaned 19. And I got done at dark. And I think that's, and now if y'all want to help, if you want to clean them, I'll shoot more. Matter of yet, I'll, get, I'll just take you and teach you how to shoot them. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. I'll just. I, I deer hunt this way too. I command them to come. Mm -hmm. And they come up and I shoot them. Bambi, no, I wait till they get older. <laughs> There's no meat on Bambi. <laughs> the Lord said, you tell Satan, get your hands off my money. Now, I, I got to tell you the rest of the story because now back in that day, back in the day, Brother Hagin said, I need $150 a week. Now, now, that's hard for you and I to read because that don't mean a thing to you and I, $150. The average church offering was about $40 a week for a guest speaker. That was average. If, if you got up and you raised an offering for 30 minutes to an hour. Because people didn't give. People didn't have it. So Brother Hagin went to a church and said, I claim 150. In a church that only averaged 40-something dollars, if the preacher got up and beat on the people, how who will give $5? Who will give one? Who will give 50 cents? And that went on for an hour during the church service every time they had a guest speaker. Brother Hagin walked in there and said, don't do anything except Say, we're taking up an offering and pass the plate. And the preacher said, you won't get 10 cents. He said, if I don't, it'll be my fault. You just do what I told you. He said, I'm going to prove to see if what God told me is true. 
He says, this is an offering for Brother Hagen. Pass the plate. And that's all he said. Got $150 that night. He said, I went to another meeting in a week. In three weeks, got $750. He said, that was an insane amount of money for the day for a traveling preacher. But he needed it to, to get his, his cars wore out. His tires are bald. His, he has no clothes. He's, and he said, not one dime of that was extra. Just what it costs to run a ministry. Whether you understand it or not, a ministry is like a business. It costs money to run it. This church costs twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars a month to run, just to yes. run it. Yes. Do y'all understand that? And then I don't even get to say anything about money. And I wish if I make send a little machine by and and you and you think this is easy. Fifty-one percent of the people in this church tithe. Twenty-four tip. Twenty-six percent do nothing. Six percent of the people in the body of Christ tithe. Six percent of the people in Christians tithe. And you go, well, you preacher after money. You're crazy. You've lost your mind. If you want to do this, you're crazy. You have to be called to it or you're a nuts or put on a, a pony show. Thank you. Or believe God. When Lisa and I needed the playground, we went to God, stood on the word, claimed a certain amount of money. Can I tell you something? It's okay with you all. Just blow your head off. And we had about $60,000 extra come in in three months. I needed the money for the playground. I didn't spend it. In case you all are worried about me having any of it. We did it for the kids. We did exactly what he said to. Money, angels, go get money. We need to build a playground. It just came in. I got a lot more to say. The money, if you own a business, you have authority over the finances of that business. You have authority in that Jesus is the head of a new government that's in the earth. And his name, he has given you power of attorney to use it. We've got to get into this more. That means that it's possible for everything you put your hand to to prosper. God wants you blessed. Can I, can I tell you why? I learned this when I worked construction. I was, a, I was a block mason. I made $11 an hour, just like all the other young men on the wall. I made the same money they did. And I got a hold of this and claimed a brand new Toyota four-wheel drive pickup truck. In Jesus' name. I can't tell you how it came. I don't know how it. God did it. I'm not that smart. But I got to talking to the guy, and somehow or another, the, the money came in, and the finances worked, and, and it just seemed like it was easy to do, and I went and bought a 1986 Toyota four-wheel drive. It had the brown stripes down the side. It was, wasn't, it was the little extra cab, the one where you throw the kids in the back, but you got to throw them over the seat, you know. 
And I remembered it was brand new. It was a $11,000 truck. And I pulled it up on the construction site beside all of the Fords and the Chevys and the Dodges that were falling apart mm-hmm. with beer cans in the back. What do you think? What kind of commotion do you think that cost? A lot. A, a lot. Morgan, what are you doing, running drugs in the Bahamas? Yeah. Everything's always about running drugs or doing something illegal if you got money. You think we didn't talk about Jesus a lot? We talked about Jesus a lot. Everywhere I went, everybody, where'd you get truck? Tithe. No, tell me where you got the truck. I'm a tither. Yeah. Are y'all out there? Yeah. And I've owned a new one ever since. I don't drive junk. I claim it. I got another one coming. Listen, I don't know anybody. We're out of debt. And I make less money than you do. Thank you. I'm not going to tell you because it insults you. Insult your intelligence. See, people are rich. If they think you make less money, you're stupid. If you make more money, then you're crooked. So you just don't tell people what you make. Because they're just not good. They just can't handle it. <laughs> but I just put the word of God on it and the money comes. I'll tell you one thing. We built the first house for 72000 sold it for two eighty-five. Y'all did not do any. That was not y'all that did that. Right. I built that house. $72,000. Sold it for two eighty-five. That's a quarter of a million in the bank. Preacher. And it didn't come from the people in the church. Right. And it wasn't your tithe money. Right. As a matter of fact, the $72,000 was, I made four hundred a week building that house. Thank you. But bless the but God blessed me. I'm not gonna tell you all the other stuff that we've done. Lisa and I bought a piece of property up in Tennessee a couple of years ago and then doubled the money. And then she bought a Mustang. Okay, y'all, don't fall apart on me. So you're sitting there going, she has a nice, she's a preacher's wife. It didn't come from the church. It can't it. Are y'all okay? Are you tired of being broke? I mean, are you real tired of it? Yeah. Now, I, I want to, can I do this ne- again next Wednesday? Yeah. C- can we get into how to overcome poverty starts here. It's here. God cannot bless you while you think broke. And I'm, I'm going to tell you this. It's not easy to break it. You gotta break it a little at a time. And I know maybe y'all will disagree. That's fine with me. Do whatever you wanna do. But when I started believing, when I made five an hour, I had to believe for six. I couldn't jump to 11. I couldn't, I, didn't, I couldn't do it. God gave me my own business in Tulsa and I turned it down. I couldn't see it in my soul. God was trying to help me. I ended up making $5 an hour, four hours a day. That's $20 a day. That's, that's not a lot of money. But every time I needed to move someplace, all, all of a sudden money came. And I got mad at God. I said, why is it every time you want me to change? Because I'm putting my faith out. I was only putting my faith out when I needed extra. I, I felt guilty putting my faith out for money 
that I didn't have to have. That's a poverty mentality. It's quiet in this Baptist church. I'm going to tell y'all something right now. I'm over time. If I took all of y'all to the Hilton and checked you in, two hundred and fifty dollars a night, you 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 screw you up. You couldn't handle it. You can't think. You can't it just beyond your brain to spend money on yourself. So after I believed for six, I went to seven, eight, nine, ten. I quit the hourly mess. I started going after the yearly. For whatever reason, it just doesn't seem like to me it's always easy to just go from a hundred thousand to a million. It just doesn't seem to, I've never been able to do it. But I've always been able to increase every year. I just, are y'all okay? We're going to get into this. You've got to set your goals on something higher and get on the word. And and it's a fight because your soul says, where's it coming from? And your soul will fight you. And you got to get your Bible out, and you got to command it to come, and you got to say, I'm blessed coming in, I'm blessed going out. Whatever I put in my hand to prosperous, I make X number of dollars a year in Jesus' name. And when it happens, even you're going to be shocked. You're going to, oh, my God, it It worked. And then when you stretch, you're going to go into another fight. Because you're, it's a lot of money to you. Now, you take Donald Trump, and he just looks at it and goes, well, I blow my nose on that, and that's nothing. Are y'all seeing this? No, this is not what I'm talking about with what's his name. He's he's talking about how to use the money you have. I'm not talking about how you use what you got. I'm talking about bringing stuff in you ain't got. We're talking about exceeding abundantly above anything you could ask or think. We're talking increase. God told Norv, I'm trying to quit. Norval Hayes was a businessman that traveled with Brother Hagin, and he owned seven businesses, seven. And God told him, he says, if you'd obey me, you wouldn't be a measly millionaire. God thinks millionaires are measly. Compared to God, they are, right? You say, well, what would I do with all that money? I can think of some stuff. For the ones of you that have a lot of money, let me just help you all with something. We only owe $300,000 on this building. Just write me a check and pay it off. And we'll start the next one. That's not a lot of money. That's chump change. If if you're driving down West Palm Beach, that's chump change. Most of the people, go to Switzerland. Just go to Switzerland once. Every car on the road is a Ferrari, Mercedes, Porsche, they ain't a doodle bug anywhere. Volkswagen. Bootswagen. There ain't a junkie car. There ain't a Chevy Vega anywhere in Switzerland. They ain't got any over there. And there are thousands and thousands of them. There's thousands of ships in the, in the dock. 
in the yachts. I counted a hundred worth 20 or 30 million a piece uh, just in one day. A hundred. Somebody's got some money. I, I think it's time the church had some money. I think it's time you had some money. Y'all ready to get some money in your pocket? All right. Now, now you got to tolerate me for a little while because I'm going to challenge you and your head, your head, your head wants to stay in the same rut it's in. You're, you're in a rut and we got to, we got to kick. You got to kick the ends out of this rut because if you don't kick the ends out, it'll become a grave. And you'll stay here till you die. The same money you make now, wait until you die and get your social security check. Bless your heart. Can I, can I quit? Because I'm trying to and y'all won't let me. Are you guys ready for increase? Can you believe God even though you can't see where the money's coming from? Now, what did he say? If you say to the mountain. Now, what did Brother Hagin say? Tell the money to come. Did the, did the tree hear Jesus? When Jesus was at Peter's mother-in-law house, he spoke to the fever. He didn't pray for her. He did not lay hands on her and ask God to heal her body. He told the fever, the fever heard him and it left. When he was on the boat, he talked to the storm. He told Brother Hagin, tell the money to come. I just gave y'all something to do. Money, come. Can I tell you one more story? For about two months, every time I started praying in the Holy Ghost, I always, the interpretation that came out of my mouth for two or three months was money. I started feeling weird, and I was glad nobody was in the room. How do you explain to someone when the preacher's praying, the interpretation of tongues is money, money, money. <laughs> and yeah, I'm supposed to be godly. <laughs> God can't do nothing if you're broke. That was when 60,000 came in. I, I, in the Holy Ghost, I was commanding the money to come. Money, money come. Money come. I need you. The world is full. Satan has his hands on it, and it's yours. He stole it, and it's yours. And he, he doesn't have to turn it loose unless you tell him to. All right, if, 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 if you, ha- you want to know more about this, go buy that book. I think it's a book. I got to quit. Money come. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. Abraham's blessings are mine. Everything I put my hand to, it shall prosper. God takes delight in the prosperity of his servants. And he wishes above all things that I would prosper and be in health as my soul prospers. I'm redeemed from the curse. Of the law, which is poverty, sickness, and death. I'm redeemed from poverty. Poverty's a curse. I'm not cursed. I'm not supposed to be cursed. I'm not supposed to be broke. I got authority 
over all the work of the enemy. Hey, devil, get your hands off my money. In Jesus' name, off my job, off my finances. In Jesus' name. Now, and I'm going to tell you, you you're going you're gonna, to have to train yourself to think like this. Are, are we done? Do y'all want to do this again? Because I got a lot more stuff we got to get into in this subject. Man, wouldn't it be nice to have all the people in the church to be rich. And I mean, everybody in the church just, how you doing? Oh, man, Pastor, we have too much money. We have too much money. I mean, ever since we started coming here, we just have too much money. Can I tell you another story? I don't care what time it is. Y'all want to hear it? You remember, you, remember the, you remember the Kerr jar, what a Kerr jar is? Y'all know what a Kerr, Kerr is, K-E-R, jars? Canning jars. The guy that owns Kerr told God when he started his business that he would honor God with his finances. And Los Angeles used to be made out of wood in the early 1900s. Every building was wood. It wasn't a block. It was nothing but wooden buildings. You remember the Los Angeles fire in the early 1900s? Every building in Los Angeles burned to the ground except cur jars. How do you have a fire that burns every building in a city but one? Satan can't touch your stuff. I don't know about you, but if I was you, I'd be real excited about this. You have to tell him that you get your hands off my stuff. You get your hands off my stuff. Okay, never mind. I took you 15 minutes over, but I think every bit of it was worth it. Amen. Go out and get your next, go out and find the car you want. We're name it, claim it, blab it, grab it. So let's just admit it, and and go to the car dealer and get it. Don't don't. It doesn't matter how much it costs, and put it on your bathroom mirror. And every morning when you wake up and you're brushing your pearlies, say that's my car in the name of Jesus. I dare you. I did it as a construction worker, and got a new truck, telling it to come to me. Someone says, I don't believe it. And that's why you don't have one. I was going to put some big wheels and tires on this one out here. And I decided, nah, I'm just going to believe for a new truck. So I did put new tires on it. So whoever I give it to will be blessed. Father, I've had a good time tonight. I, I, I pray there's, there's people go home tonight and, and just, just think, think deep, deeply about what you said in the word. This earth belongs to you, and it belongs to your church. It's ours. We're going to be here forever. Money is not God. It never has been. It doesn't make us happy, but we need it to get the work done. You've you got to have money to get on television, you got to have money to build buildings. you got to have money to reach kids. Pay salaries. You have to have money. It takes money. And Father, I pray everybody here would understand that. This is not a greed sermon. 
This is a sermon to help us get the gospel out. And there's plenty of money in the earth that everybody can have some and still have money for their self to have neat stuff. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, how many- Thank you for listening to this powerful message by Pastor Daryl Morgan. We hope it blesses you. If you would like more info on Word of Life, sermons, and free downloads, please go to wordoflifeapopka.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.